Trigger warning. This podcast contains alcohol abuse, narcissism, self-indulgence, and fuck words. I've been through hard times too. The situation demands I bring the hard rhymes through. That's why I'm all times too. Half past despicable. Last man to bring it through. Fast rap to critical stack. Analytical slap slap. I'm hitting you smack smack. I'm sticking you smack lips to stack tip. All with the lyrical technique. See, now that you've heard the trigger warning and you're still here, anything that happens after this is technically your fault. I am the Lord Chief Rocka, number one Chief Rocka of Breakup Gaming Society. Home to America's Least Responsible Board Game Podcast. Here's what we're going to do today. Board games, booze, hip-hop. Not necessarily in that order. Drink of the week. I'm, I'm working my way through a bottle of Noble Oak Double Oak Bourbon. Um, and I'm going to share with you what I think I've learned about it so far. Game of the week. It's going to be a preview extravaganza because I recently came into possession of four card games made by a host of small publishers who I follow and enjoy on Twitter. I'm going to just sort of overview all of them. We're going to play them, try to understand them, and come back in future episodes. But today's just today's game of the week is going to be a, a haul day. What's in the shopping bag? A lot of good stuff. And lastly, track of the week. Boy, do we have a scorcher for you. If I... If you love hip-hop and have any teenager left over in you, this is the song that'll make you want to just rip the cabinets out of your kitchen just for fun and go out and, like, fight a whole SWAT team. It's from Old Dirty Bastard. But first, it's time to meet another esteemed member of the Breakup Gaming Society uh, podcasting family super familiar with the Wilsons. Now, they're doing a lot of things that I wish other chatty podcasts would do. One, they're in and out in about 28 minutes. Two, it's a husband and wife who are not only warm and witty, but have a great rapport with each other. And they and they set up an episode uh, set up their episodes and segments in an efficient way without any of it feeling rushed. And here's here's the best thing I can do akin to a quote-unquote review. In the ad for them, which you're about to hear, they make the claim, welcome home. We're like hanging out at that, at that fun house on the cul-de-sac that where everyone liked to go. They're right. After listening and, um, to what they're up to, I was like, I would definitely burn an afternoon on their patio drinking beer. Well, they might be drinking beer. I would be draining half a fifth of Pikes Peak Hillshine and then not being invited back. But just the same, these two people are fun to listen to. And also, based on their last episode, which I refreshed myself on. Thanks so much for sticking the phrase Oolong Musk into my head forever. That's never going away, for better or for worse. And I also want to say I over-identify with what they did on their Ruined segment. <laughs> when um, they talk about not being able to enjoy barbecue ribs anymore because the last time... The husband ordered it, he, uh, the dog farted in the room, and he could not separate the sensations, and he doesn't want ribs anymore. I feel that so much. Back on episode 36, which is entitled, Fuck Gene Stealers. All my homies hate Gene Stealers. That's a Warhammer joke. I talked about the same thing. Uh, I had 
been in my bathroom that morning and quote unquote blown it up and had forgotten I'd blown it up when I'd walked right into my own stench with a mouthful of ranch corn nuts. Haven't eaten them since, but I digress. Meet super familiar with the, the Wilsons. Good people. The Super Familiar with the Wilsons podcast. You know that family whose house you hung out in when you were a kid? The house was a little loud and chaotic, but always fun, and sometimes felt more home than home. Well, that's us. We're the Wilsons, and we welcome you into our podcast with silly chat, ridiculous games, and interviews with interesting people. Like a spin doctor. The Super Familiar with the Wilsons podcast. Welcome home. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. It's the Lord Chief Rocka, number one Chief Rocka, back with what's left of my fifth of Noble Oak Double Oak Bourbon, as it's advertised, bourbon whiskey finished with sherry oak staves. I don't pretend to be a cognoscenti. I'm not going to sit here and swirl the glass around like, hmm. I can almost taste the staves. No, really, it sounds tastes more like a cudgel to me than a stave or a staff. No, but let me say this. I drank about half of this while uh, on streaming a couple weeks ago with some of the dearest people in my world, the crew of the At Drunk Theory podcast. Honestly, I probably owe half my Twitter followers to the fact that these sweet people said something nice about me. And once in a while, we get on a stream and get drunk together and play lightweight music trivia games, which is always fun. But right now I want to talk about their cast member, Ryan, who, like me, is a bourbon man. During the most recent stream, I tried to keep pace with him shot for shot, and I became unglued. And But I also found out that he also told me sometimes it takes three or four before the full palette of the, uh, the flavor starts to bloom. I will say this about Noble Oak. I did what I usually don't do, which is I bought it at a liquor store in my hometown of Trinidad, Colorado. Usually because Trinidad, Colorado is, in terms of the supply chain, feeding off the hind tit, sometimes you pay 4 or $5 more for a fifth of what you uh, would shop for in Colorado Springs or Denver. But I was up for trying something new. I asked the gal behind the counter, told her what I liked. She pointed at the Noble Oak. It was about 38 bucks. I'm like, that's a reasonable gamble. You know what? It's really good for two different reasons. Um, here's what I like about it. One, the, uh, the burn and the sweet is really well balanced. You don't get a whoosh, oh my God, melt your face off, followed by a bunch of sugar. It slides in with a, a host of other supernal trumpet sounds and and second again i don't know if it's the cherry oak or some part of their mash or whatever but the finish is muy rico i can't even unpack everything that happens on the back part of the tongue and i'm sitting here now drinking it for the second time i couldn't really collect my impressions because sometimes when you're on a live stream you get adrenalized and i must have been really adrenalized because i'm pretty sure i consumed marijuana edibles, and psilocybin on that stream. In the morning, I woke up, and half the fifth was gone, along with six empties of Coors Banquet beer. 
So it must have been great. I'm frankly a little embarrassed to watch the video. But Drunk Theory seems to like it, so if it's all right with them, it's all right with me. And also, Noble Oak is all right with me. I will say it here. Breakup Gaming Society endorsed a delicious, full-of-character bourbon that's also a good buy. We're coming back in a second with Game of the Week. Game of the Week. So here we are, Game of the Week, or should I say Games of the Week. I make no secret over the fact that I, the Lord Chief Rock, number one Chief, Chief Rocka of Breakup Gaming Society, I'm a patriot of the small creator. Oh, how I wish to see what kind of world we live in, where people I love would just cancel one of their eight streaming subscriptions and divert that money to somebody who's making beautiful things but can't afford to take their cat to the vet. So it's in that spirit that I'm going to give you um, an overview of not one, but four card games that have just arrived to me in the last few months in the mail from small creators. Um, for, let's start with the big one, which I bought a long time ago and have been peering into my empty mailbox in despair, hoping it would arrive. It is Tiny Library from At Longtail Games. Um, back at the episode where I talked in depth about my love at discovering um, a couple of Drake's work, um, they were the ones who made a solo RPG called Dead Belt. I loved it. So, and what Longtail did was make the tiny library project. It doesn't take up more room than a couple of cigarette cases, and it arrived something like 51 fully playable RPG mini-games. Now, I've breezed through a lot of them. Not all, but a lot of them. As a matter of fact, I could probably spend the rest of my life just playing what's in this box. But, um, and they, and they vary these games. The the rule was, is that to understand and play the game, everything about the rules and components had to fit on both sides of a standard playing card. And they reached out to a bunch of RPG creators and put it all in a box. Now the results vary wildly. Some are no more than lightly structured group storytelling prompts. Some are barely rise above the level of a five-second party game, which is okay. Others actually have dice rules and have a map on one side with how to execute an adventure. But uh, I'm going to, uh, just for now, focus on a couple that caught my eye. One, pardon me, I forgot the maker, and I'm not leaving my studio to go find who it is. One is one that uh, leverages the old mechanic of, remember playing... Triangle football with your friends on a lunch table where somebody makes a goal with their fingers and you try to kick a folded triangle through it. They took that but bolted on an argument game about who is winning a giant robot football game. There was another called The Lion's Court where a bunch of people pick roles out of what character they want to be and what looks like a 19th century illustration and argue yourselves blue in the face about the motivations of your character and who's guilty. And that's just two of the 51. So there we go. 
This is the first of my haul that I'm excited about. Long Tail Games, Tiny Library. Um, in a future episode, what I'd like to do is get to a group together, see what resonates with them, and play one of these things, which is going to happen. But on to the next game. So game number two in my small grader creator hall comes from a creator called at fight in a box. It's called mouse cheese cat cucumber. And from what I can gather so far, it's a competitive hidden roll tile laying game. If I've got that right. I'm reading you the bas ba Basque. Oh boy. Back of the box. Mysteries and maze building. Pick a room from the conveyor belt and add it to the mechanical maze. Everyone has their own secret agenda. Manipulate the maze. Force the cat and mouse to move. Outwit your opponents and achieve your hidden goal. And I'm sitting here riffling through the cards and the rule book, and it looks like, yes, um, you get to play tiles uh, against other com uh, opponents, but as you lay the tiles that change the texture or the narrative of the game, I guess the idea is nobody quite knows what your ultimate goal is. It seems really neat, and I also want to thank Ryan. Um, he's a local business owner who came through a couple of weeks ago and was part of my test group of Citrus, which is a forthcoming game on Kickstarter, a cyberpunk engine-building game by Sean Lee, who lives in Australia, who's a, a great guy. And, and this is why this game's close to my heart. I've had a lot of people, when I have a game night, come by empty-handed, eat all my food, drink everything in my house, and then that's the end of that. But God bless Ryan, he brought this game to me as a housewarming gift, as a hello. I also noted that it seats one to four players. He looked at me with a twinkle in his eye. He goes, it has a solo option. It's because Ryan knows I don't have any friends. Next, we're going to talk about two more games from one creator, one of my favorite human beings on Twitter. Here we go in a sec. So here we go, the Lord Chief Raka, number one Chief Raka, back with the final two games from my small game haul. This comes from my homie, at Party Meeple, a.k.a. Noisy Andrew. I think he lives in Perth, Western Australia. And first of all, he's one of the few people I know actually listens to my, my podcast. And I appreciate that. And And second of all, I was looking through, so I don't know what he does for a living, but from what I can tell, he's a very sweet man. He knows how to build and sail boats. I've seen pictures of him taking his friends out. It's charming. He loves train games, and he also, sometimes, in the middle of all this, designs and builds his own games. I now hold two of them. The first one is the one I ordered. The first one is called Castle Poker. It's builds on the uh, collect all the hands from poker thing, but you're trying to build a castle, and there are ways that you can build the castle and interfere with other players' ability to build their castle. Okay, aside, here's why I like this. I love games that take a tried-and-true ancient mechanic and build a sort of new system out of it. One of my favorite examples would be King of Tokyo 
by Andrew Garfield. That's the guy who built magic. And he made one of the best gateway games in the world and a monster fighting classic by basically taking the the three-roll mechanic from Yahtzee and turning it into a kaiju battle. And my friend Noisy Andrew, aka at Party Meeple, by the way, if you want to meet one of the kindest, smartest, funniest, most humble people on Twitter, just give him a follow. Buy, buy one of his games. He's a beautiful man. Um, in, in Castle Poker, here's his summary. As the progeny of King Libar, you are trying to outbuild your brothers and sisters to prove you are the most worthy of the king's respect. Players make a series of poker hands trying to be the first to construct their castle. Your castle is finished when you've covered all the numbered boxes on your castle scorecard. So it looks like you're trying to vie for uh, probably the foundation stones, like, you know, common hands. But right here, it says something. I don't know how you're supposed to get a royal flush. That's odds of a royal flush are something like 1 in 41,000, but I'm pretty sure Party Meeple is accounted for that. And because he listens to me and probably knows that I'm an alcoholic, for no extra money, at Party Meeple also sent me a second game called 60 Second Cocktail. In 60 Second Cocktail, you are bar staff trying to win the cash and the tip jar on the bar. But beware, your boss, whose name is <laughs> Doherty Brinksman, expects you to pay for your mistakes. Oh my gosh, I'm already picturing John Taffer in Bar Rescue. How many cocktail ingredients can you get into a glass for a customer without taking longer than 60 seconds. So it sounds like uh, a speed components, four decks of cards, 17 coins, one rule sheet. And by the way, I think I've already knocked half of the cubes, or what he calls coins, onto my floor because I'm quite inebriated by this point of the episode. It's okay, it happens. But I just want to thank uh, Noisy Andrew. And every time I, I want to elevate him and say, hey, do this, promote yourself, he always says, oh, it's just a hobby. I'm sorry, but when you actually play test a fun game and get out onto the market in a little box you can hold that I can't wait to find out what's in it, that's not a hobby, that's a gift. So thank you to my friend at Party Meeple. So in the upcoming episodes, I don't know how long it will take me, likely all summer based on how I learn and play games, we will come back and play selected games from Longtail Games Tiny Library. We're also going to play uh, Fight in a Box's Mouse, Cheese, Cat, Cucumber, and then Party Meeple's Castle Poker and 60 Second Cocktail. This has been Game of the Week. I am your host, the Lord Chief Rocker, number one Chief Rocker. In just a minute, we're going to forget about games and rules and elegance and everything else, and we are going to wild the fuck out, punch some windows. Track of the Get this barbershop quartet bullshit out of here. What the hell yeah, yo, is this supposed to be a damn Geritol boy band you got going on bullshit. here? Yeah, that is stupid. Fucking Next. Garbage. Relax and take a seat. Sit back and play the beats and blast it in your Jeep. It's the track of the week. I'm ratchet in the streets. Talk trash to the geeks. Get smacked in the beat. It's the track of the week. So, track of the week. I'm not going to overwork this one. Only to say that it's an old, dirty bastard song called, I think, uh, Brooklyn 2 Zoo. Not going to lie to you. I've been 
drinking a bunch of bourbon in the early part of the evening and then talking bourbon with people on Twitter recklessly. But I'm just, before I play the first measures of this, let me give you an exchange between me and my show's musical producer, Dow Jones. If you hear the track of the week um, bumper or the the theme music I use, that's Dow Jones. And when I found this track, the first thing I texted him was, this is one of those, I'm a punch a windshield out real quick type joints. Tell me I'm wrong. To which Dow Jones replies, like I'm about to sock these security, piss in the corner, and take another swig of my E&J. To which I replied, while doing a massive pile of coke and DMT off a samurai short blade, and flipping off a police cruiser like what? And the hogs just keep driving because they didn't sign up for this bullshit tonight. One's like, you see that? And his partner's like, nope. Stackouts, this one's the blackout. 357 to your mouth. Can you hear me? Rolling some inflicting. It's that G-type slang that makes this real sickening. E-night the styles, I got my hand on the trigger. Sauce from the smallest and hits the bigger nigga. Yo, straight out the lava bottom hellfire. And then before we go, he also got Ghost on this track. And this bar just sounds, they sound desperate. Like somebody trying to claw their way out of their own chest and their own circumstances. And I'm willing to bet that on the night they cut this, that Ghost was probably on the same drugs that Old Dirty was on. Shame on the nigga who tried to run game on the Got more props than the president, There it is. That's the episode. This has been episode 56 of Breakup Gaming Society. I have been your host and narrator, the Lord Chief Rocker, number one chief, chief oh boy, <sighs> Chief Rocker, taking you through um, a small hall sample of glorious card games made by lovely people. Um, I introduced you to um, Familiar with the Wilsons, which is a good podcast. We just rocked out with some old Dirty Bastard cuts. And we drank some good bourbon. I hope. Until then, may you fight long and well.